Hello, everybody. This is Chris from Big Talk with Chris and Greg. Just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's already listened to our part one episode on uh, movie soundtracks. Before we get started with part two, just want to remind you guys you can get uh, in touch with us on Instagram at Big Talk CG. Also, shoot us an email, uh, Big Talk CG at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Let us know what your favorite soundtracks are to movies. And, you know, do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Just let, let us know. Uh, thank you very much and enjoy part two. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming back for part two of our soundtrack episodes. Um, we didn't want to go too long on that first one, so this is going to be the start of our part two. Um, Greg, uh, let's go ahead and just get to it. Let's let's not dilly-dally. Let's not dilly-dally. I want to dilly-dally. I don't want to dilly. <laughs> no. Can, <laughs> you can dilly your dally on your own time. <laughs> Fine, but... On our podcast time, new. All right, guys. So, uh, you know what? I want to start off with a, a soundtrack from a movie which I absolutely 1,000% love. Uh, the movie's called Boogie Nights um, from the 90s. Um, and it is in fun comic drama movie about someone who... Um, is making it in the 70s and turns into the 80s about the the lifestyle in uh, Los Angeles, meaning the San Fernando Valley, about a guy who starts off as a uh, dishwasher, turns into a porn star, and has mishaps and um, fools around way too much and has to start back from the bottom and start his way up again. Um, Boogie Nights. Uh, a few... Awesome songs from the soundtrack, which I absolutely love. One of them is called uh, Magnet and Steel, uh, Walter Edgar. Um, love that song. I can't tell you how much uh, that song means to me. Um, it, it's so killer. Um, another song from there, which I do love from the soundtrack, is uh, Night Ranger's Sister Christian. Now, Sister Christian and another song, um, Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl, is pretty much into one scene where they're doing a, a a drug exchange and the guy who's doing it just loves music and he's just playing some songs and the song he plays is night ranger and then it clicks over and does uh, rick springfield jesse's girl man those those that combination in that scene in that 10 minutes at the whole episode is just killer um a few other hits from the um soundtrack is elo's living thing um another song which i absolutely love uh, fooled around and fell in love from Elvin Bishop, um, and um, Boogie Shoes from Casey in the Sunshine Band. Those are probably the main songs from this movie that I absolutely love and love those songs today and love them in the movie. Now, when you are listening to the radio or, or whatever, those songs come on. They did they stand? Al- I mean, obviously they stand alone. Those are all good songs. I, I know them all. I've only seen the movie once or twice, so I don't have that relationship with the songs in the movie. But when you listen to those, do they bring you back to those scenes, bring you back to that movie, bring you, you know, to that time? Definitely. There's just a lot of, uh, um, like you said, those songs, not only I can remember them in the movie specifically, but uh, uh, when I think about them or hear them today on the radio, I just absolutely love them. So I I get 50-50 on if I'm, for somehow it pops up in my mind with listening to him, or I could just, you know, enjoy the song as a regular single of today. 
So how about you? What's the first well, uh, movie you want to talk about? See, so that movie, you, you you have the songs, the relationship takes you back, all that kind of stuff. I got one right here that the movie. I love the movie. The movie is called Maximum Overdrive. It is a Stephen King movie. I believe it's the only movie that he directed. Stars Emilio Estevez. Yeah. It's about um, basically all machines coming to life. The semi trucks, the soda machine. There's a scene where the soda machine starts shooting sodas out at people. The lawnmowers <laughs> are chasing kids around after you know baseball game, and and uh, it plots around a uh, um, like a like a pit stop, like a gas station pit stop mm-hmm. for semi trucks where they go to stop, and they got to figure out what you know what are we gonna do with you know with these. Uh, trucks that are just circling around they start gassing them up trying to get them out of there so on and so forth when i think all these songs so the the album is by acdc every song in the movie is acdc yes it's the closest thing at that time that they had to a greatest hits album right um it's called who made who and when i hear the songs i don't think of the movie so it's kind of the opposite of what you were just talking about but the, the track list on this thing is killer it's killer uh, who made who you shook me all night long it's probably one of their best known tracks uh sink the pink hell's bell shake your foundations those are just some of the highlights on that album one song i want to talk about two songs actually one's called dt now dt is just an instrumental and it is just a great song i i actually knowing we were going to do this episode a couple of days ago i said oh i gotta talk about i gotta talk about who made who i gotta talk about mm-hmm. it me and my brother watched this movie tons when we were young i had uh, a friend of mine had the tape i got a dub copy remember back in the day we, <laughs> we've talked about it before we make yes. dub copies you know tape trading you know with your friends and stuff yes you know i was always hesitant about loaning out my tape to, you make a co- no give me your blank copy i'll make the copy for you see that was so it. Uh, i had the dub copy who made who um but dt great great instrumental and then here's the funny thing about um ACDC, I talked about it on our episode one when we were talking about our debut albums. One of the first rock albums I ever heard was Back in Black. Mm-hmm. So from the get-go, I only thought ACDC had one singer. Right. One singer. And I did not know the Bon Scott was ever a part. I thought it was always Brian Johnson mm-hmm. was singing, you know, with his, his voice. You know, his throat full of gravel kind of voice. Just amazing. Bon Scott. There's a song on there called Ride On. And I, when I heard this song, I was like, who's this? Uh, is someone else in the band singing? Right. It wasn't until years later. I mean, how am I going to research this? There's no internet. There, I can't just look it up. Who sings this? You know, what's going on? So it took me a while to find out what was going on with this band. Man, I, I, that album just stands alone as, you know, the clo- like I said, the closest thing to like a greatest hits album. Uh, but the movie's great. I love the movie. The concept is good. Stephen King, you can't miss. Uh, the album just rocks from mm-hmm. the beginning to the end. I know you're familiar with probably every song that's on there. And, you know, they end the album with, uh, for those about to rock, we salute you, which was, I think, the s- third album they did with Brian Johnson. I can't remember if it was the third or the second album. Uh, I think it was the second. It was the second. And, man, they closed their shows. I've seen them live. Yeah. They closed their oh. show with that. Uh, took my wife to that concert. She said it was the best concert she's ever been to. And man, it was, it, what a way to end an album. What a way to end a show. Every, great, great. So wasn't Who May Who the, um, the only new song from the, for that soundtrack? I do believe that that was the only, which is kind of befitting. You think about Who Made Who? Who Made Who? 
right? Yeah. You know, so it kind of goes with the movie, like the machines. We made the machines, but the machines made us by being able to allow us to do what we do. So Correct. who really made who? So the chicken and the egg? I don't know, but yeah, whatever. Chicken, egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that kind of flips it, you know, kind of the opposite of what you were saying, you know. I don't need the movie to enjoy this, the, the soundtrack or I don't need that relationship. I'm not saying you need it to enjoy it, but you have that relationship between soundtrack and movie that kind of makes it even better, yeah. raises it up a level where yes. this one I can just listen to it and be like, if the movie never existed, I'd probably still enjoy the album. Right? Definitely on that one. On that on this soundtrack. Correct. Um, one other song I want to bring up um, is from the Godzilla soundtrack. Um, this was um, just, the, just the single from P. Diddy and... Uh, Jimmy Page uh, did a song called Come With Me. And um, what was so um, different about it was they were using some of uh, Kashmir, Led Zeppelin's song, on it to incorporate in that song. And it worked from the uh, the moment I heard it on the radio or, or saw a video for it. I, I thought, man, it really worked. wasn't definitely my style because of P. Diddy uh, rapping over it or singing over it, however you want to say um, but it was still worked for me. So I really uh, liked that song, and that was the most memorable part of, of that Godzilla movie. Now, I don't think God, this movie was part of the big franchise where they have nowadays where they have uh, X amount of Godzilla movies. I think it was a standalone. They just kind of tried something different for them. But it definitely was um, a good song for that soundtrack. Now, I think you just broke your own record for the most times you've said p diddy in your life <laughs> with two <laughs> so I, you know who he is so that's good that's good hey <laughs> so we 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 definitely i think we've shown that we're just not a one-trick pony we don't just listen to rock we listen to you know a lot of different stuff and when it comes to movies we're able to even broaden ourselves even more and just i've mentioned before you know i used to go to my grandma's hang out with my grandma watching wrestling with my grandma watching mtv sometimes with my grandma <laughs> <laughs> uh but one of the uh, movies that uh, she kind of introduced me to was an old movie from 1952 oh all right singing in the rain oh uh gene kelly donald o'connor debbie reynolds it's a musical it's a comedy it is in color so all you people that are afraid of watching a movie that's, you know, an old movie, it's not black and white, it's color. And I'm going to tell you what, guys, I love this movie. Every time I watch it, I laugh. You know, I know the songs. I'm not sitting here singing in my living room like the karaoke show. But, you know, I'm with them. I'm with them. Uh, there's romantic songs. Um, uh, there's There's comedic songs you know there's a scene there's a called make them laugh it's a song that goes in there where they're kind of doing these you know dance and like stunts i guess you would call them at the time you know kind of encapsulating the time um of course there's the title song singing in the rain um so the concept of the movie just to give you context for this next song i'm going to talk about is basically the concept of the movie is it takes place back in the 20s and they're going from it's the time when they're going from silent movies to talking movies. They call them okay. talkies. So they're doing these. They're no longer just be able to act out. Now they have to talk. So they're going to a lot of speech coaches. And one of the scenes is Gene Kelly's character, the main character, is in there with his speech coach. 
And they're doing this like Moses supposes his toes are roses, <laughs> but Moses supposes erroneously. Like they're trying to, and that's a song and it's just all that alliteration. It's comedic. It's funny watching these guys dance. Gene Kelly, great dancer, uh, better than Fred Astaire in my opinion. If you know who he is, good for you. If you don't look him up, him in Ginger Rogers, great from, from even before this movie was made. Great movie. I, I just cannot say enough good things about this movie. It's the closest thing I can think of as far as musicals are concerned to be a perfect movie. Beginning to end, we got love, romance, comedy, betrayal, romance, parties, productions, costumes, everything. It's just it's just great, and, and it's such a fun movie to watch. The music goes along with it, just amazing and debbie reynolds cute little debbie reynolds is cute as a button in this movie and uh her and gene kelly their characters just have such great chemistry and you're not gonna hear any of these songs on the radio you have to search for them you have to dig for them to find them but i definitely would say watch this movie guys you're gonna enjoy it it's a it's a great watch it's a great listen i mean i don't know have you i don't know if you've seen it or not probably once but not memorable did you say better than gene kelly Gene Kelly, Gene Kelly be, is better than Fred Astaire. Yeah, I said right. it. You sure? I don't regret it. Are you sure? Right? It? Yeah. I don't know, man. Dance off. I'm, uh, where's Olivia? Dance off. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me pull out the videos. I got some moves. I got some moves. All right. All right. Uh, next movie I want to talk about is um, a Tom Cruise movie. Um, wasn't his greatest, but was a good movie, a good soundtrack too, um, called Cocktail where he was uh, a bartender slash, you know, stud muffin, you know, um, him and some other uh, bartender hit it off They in New York, I think. Um, they go and they have some fun and they start making some drinks. And one guy says, hey, you know what, come to the, the islands and make some cocktails. We'll make a lot of money and we can live on the beach and you know, go from there and there's a little romance, some drama. Um, but uh, Kokomo from the Beach Boys was one of the sound, was one of these songs that just stood out so much uh, whenever I think of the movie Cocktail. And, and that song was, they made that for, the, it was almost like a, a comeback for them. They hadn't done much uh, new material in a oh, while, okay. if, if I remember correctly. And that, yeah, that song, I think it may have been a number one hit. Oh, I think it uh, I think was. it was a number one hit. And that movie is just 80s encapsulated. It really just is like the neon, yes, the 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 the, the cocktails, the drinking, the Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't think he's running in this movie. <laughs> uh, but it, it won't be the only time we bring up Tom Cruise. We got some other Tom Cruise coming up, so stick be patient, around. people. Stick around, <laughs> teaser. Uh, but cocktail, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you 100. percent I agree with you. That movie, that song. It, it, it yeah kokomo i mean uh you know like, like we said it was a big comeback for the the beach boys and you like to see you know a, groups like that be able to make a comeback like that and, and especially with a number one hit in a movie you definitely know, it was great um speaking of well i guess not of comebacks but speaking of another artist that really uh defines uh, an era of the 80s would be prince and his movie purple rain oh man now uh, this obviously he was the star of the movie Purple Rain, main character, and uh, this album. So it's all him, and 
you know, everybody knows the Purple Rain. Everybody knows Let's Go Crazy. Everybody knows When Doves Cry. The other songs on there are, are pretty killer too, dude. I mean, you got I Would Die For You, uh, Baby I'm a Star, Darley Nikki. Darley Nikki, a funny story about, you know, doing my research. I read, uh, we had talked about it briefly in our first episode, uh, episode one, go back, debut albums. If you haven't listened to it yet, episode one, uh, Tipper Gore started a group called the PMRC. Mm-hmm. The Parents Music Resource Center, I believe it was called. Okay, yes. And she's the wife of former Vice President uh, Al Gore. And she tells the story, or the story is, that she walked in on her 11-year-old daughter listening to that song, Darling Nikki, which is uh, about masturbation, sexual overtones. And she's like, oh my God, what's my daughter listening to? Within a year, PMRC started. And that's just, you know... I guess shows the power of music. I mean, yeah. eh, a little overboard um, helps sell millions of records for That's a lot definitely. of artists. I mean, yeah, kind of backfired on her if you think about it, putting I, those stickers on everything. Right, because then people wanted those albums with that sticker on it and stuff. But uh, yeah, that Purple Rain album, uh, man, when it, when it comes to title tracks, you know, a song that's named after the movie mm-hmm. Purple Rain, I... I don't know if it gets any better. That might be, you know, if you're going to make a list, that could be the top of your list. That just song is a perfect song. The, the whole soundtrack or the whole album is, is right. It's really killer. Good songs, good singles. Uh, the deep cuts are killer. Um, it goes great with the movie. I mean, if you watch the movie without knowing the soundtrack, then you go back and hear the soundtrack or hear the soundtrack first and then go watch the movie. Either way, um, great movie. I mean, I, I, I do remember seeing it. I do remember checking it out it definitely was style but you know the prince man he's he knew how to wail on the guitar man i think yeah. that's what more attracted me to it you know i kind of you know it's unfortunate that the, you know in his passing you know when you listen to people talk about anybody that's ever seen him live in concert whenever they list their their top concerts they've ever been to he's if you've seen him he's on that list of like top five okay prince what are the other four yeah, it's almost always you hear someone talk about it, and you know I, I never got to see him, but yeah, he could just go watch. I don't know if you ever watch. You can go to YouTube, and um, after you're done listening to this, uh, maybe go to YouTube and just look up the Prince Super Bowl show. Oh, uh, you'll just see how what an amazing artist he is, and just the kind of guy he is. Uh, I heard someone telling a story about it once that uh, you know it was in Tampa Bay. The Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay, and he woke up that morning and. and uh, they called them up and they're like, oh man, and, you know, I don't know what we're going to do about the show. And, and, you know, it's raining, you know, you know, anything we can do to help you, you know, make the show better Anything we can do for you. And he said, yeah, can you make it rain harder? <laughs> and what perfect play purple rain in the rain. Right. In the rain. The, that just kind of shows like the optimism of, of someone special like Prince. And right. Uh, he was definitely a loss in the music industry and, and, but, you know, he left us Purple Rain, and that's something, you know, we can always think, listen into. I think there was a lot of songs he left us that people are into from the beginning of his career to where he ended off. But Purple Rain is definitely a staple Oh yeah, in, in my thoughts of, yeah. of what Prince is. Um, another song I want to bring up is uh, from one of my favorite bands, Guns N' Roses, uh, You Could Be Mine, which is from the Terminator 2 soundtrack. Um, I think this song was done are released before uh, Use Your Illusion 1 or 2 came out. So we got a teaser of what the sound of the next Guns N' Roses album was going to be. And it did not disappoint that album. That song 
is amazing. I still love that song. I can mm-hmm. crank it and hear it and and rock out to it um, still today. Uh, great song. Love it. Oh, yeah. That came out. I don't know which one. I, I can't remember uh, if it was on Use Your Illusion 1 or 2. Number 2, Greg is telling me through the glass. Um, <laughs> it that the mo the thing I remember the most I I think that did that song run at the end on the credits I'm not sure but I'm gonna tell you what what better way to promote that movie dude that music video was right all over the place on MTV you could not get away with it or you I mean you couldn't get away from it it was on all the time and that those are not complaints those are thanks because that video was great the song is great incorporating you know live footage of them playing with clips from the movie yeah it it's a banger I, I for you think young kids. Arnold a did a, a few um, um, uh, scenes with uh, for the video. Yeah, that, some that cameo action, well. cameo action. Yeah, that worked for them. I think they're ro- walking into the Roxy or something. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, something like that. I think they walk in and then they walk out, and he's like, you know, shows like the Terminator vision. You know, like <laughs> this one's yes. okay, this one's okay, this one. And then like Slash walks up at the end, he's like, uh oh, <laughs> this guy's trouble. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Things but yeah, you remember. I agree with you. You know, it's um, it's always a good way. And I thought you brought it up before, where sometimes groups are in between albums, mm-hmm. but they still have something that they have want to put out, or they have something they want to be creative. You know, they're artists, and so good soundtracks, motion pictures are a good way for those artists, those musicians, to get stuff out that they want to get out. I don't want to wait till the next album cycle. I don't want to wait another year to get this out. This is killer right now. Let's put it out. What movie can we attach it to? Whether or not it's made for a movie or not, I think that one may have been made for that movie. I'm not sure. It goes perfectly with it. Yeah. You know, but it's a great way for those artists to get that out. And, you know, we're definitely benefiting from, you know, the fruits of their labor. So that's great. Great for us. Great for us. Definitely. Uh, You brought up a, a, a movie, Boogie Nights, and... The timeline of that movie is uh, 70s into the 80s. Correct. And a movie, two movies I want to bring up that kind of totally different movies, but same musical feel is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Got it. No, Guardians of the Galaxy is a part of the Marvel Universe. And if you have not uh, seen these movies, where have you been? (laughs) I mean, but these movies have... All the like, I remember they used to have um, those infomercials for those CDs or tapes. AM Gold. Oh, this right? is like the greatest hits of AM Gold. Correct. I mean, hooked on a feeling. Yeah. You got um, uh, Spirit in the Sky. You got uh, Come and Get Your Love. You got Cherry Bomb by the Runaways. You got Escape. I mean, we were talking earlier, you know, before we started recording about. Rupert Holmes and Escape, the Pina Colada song. Yeah. You know, do you like Pina Coladas? That's the only time you hear me sing. Yeah. Uh, Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to sing anymore. I'm not going to no do No duets? It. All right, No fine. duets. Um, one of my favorite songs, and, you know, that's just a tip. Tip of the iceberg because, you know, he had, what was it, the tape he had that his mom made him, Awesome Mix? Correct. Awesome and Mix 1. Awesome Mix and. Man, it, it was an awesome mix. It was because it's a Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, superheroes. 
taking place nowhere close to the era that the music is from, yet every song fits. But when the movie started off, it was set to the 70s when they talked about, you know, how his mom and the dad met. It was more of the 70s and when she... Spoiler. Passed away, got abducted, and, you know, passed it on to her son. It was set in the 70s. So as the movie goes on, uh, we won't say today's date, but as it goes on, the the timeline of the songs, they work. You're right. Uh, They work in whatever timeline they're in. Yeah. So, yeah, the timeline, I guess, is is right, but it's not on, or it's, you know, on other planets, other galaxies, other things, other life forms forms and, and stuff. It was, it was, you know, the, 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 when you listen to the first one, um, and then you got guardians of the galaxy two Yeah, picks up right where it left off. Um, Mr. Blue sky, that whole scene at the beginning of the movie, Mm um, all the characters uh, are trying to like fend off that Oh, like monster a, and shit, and they're correct. all like shooting guns. And, and Groot is dancing. And Groot around. is dancing the whole opening scene. Yeah, I mean that just is really sets a tone for that movie. It's it's great. You got uh, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Is probably my favorite song on that second uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, two volume two, as yeah. they call it. Uh, that's probably my favorite song off of that one. Um, I like the first the album from the first one a little bit better. But they both go together, and it's almost like really like a double album. They both it, it could be side one, side two. Correct. I mean, but they're just great. I good mean, stuff. It's yeah. I mean, you you all good. Like I said, it's like a greatest hits of AM gold. And if you don't right. know what AM radio is, I guess you didn't grow up during the eighties. <laughs> um, one album I'm going to bring up, which I think is one of Chris's favorite movies, is Point Break. Um, Keanu Reeves is that's my guy, right? Him and Patrick, yeah, Patrick Swayze, Swayze. Um, and they're both <laughs> movies. So. You know that soundtrack was just awesome. There was a lot of good stuff on there too. Uh, one song that I'm gonna mention the most is because it's one of definitely one of our favorite bands is Rat. Uh, they do a song called uh, "Nobody Rides for Free," and it it was not on any album. It was made for this soundtrack and ended up in their greatest hits. But I love that song. I think it's just a, an amazing song to it. Um, has a good riff, good jams. Song is good. Um, you know, what more can I say about it? The only thing that I, I do love about that soundtrack is they also have one of my favorite bands too. It's called LA Guns. They do Over the Edge. There's a, a song from um, Hollywood Vampires that they do and um, that they... You know, it, it's on there and it's really good. So, uh, Point Break is is a fun movie. Um, hated the remake, but this soundtrack, this version of it with Keanu, um, excellent, fun. You know, killer movie. I have a uh, strict rule of I don't watch any remakes, and uh, so I didn't see the Point Break remake because I just do not want to. They're not remakes. They are redone in this like new fandangled kind of not even yeah. relating to the old story because we're making this 20 years later is Keanu in it no is Patrick in it no is Lori Petty in it no okay so so 
to be honest, I didn't see it either. Yeah. I didn't. I think I, it was on TV once and I tried to f- watch the last 10 minutes of it, yeah. but I was lost. And I just, eh, no. Not my thing. You know, the thing about the rat, the rat uh, song, uh, No One Rides for Free, that was, was that the first song they did after uh, Robin Crosby passed? Because if I remember correctly, I'm thinking of the music video, and I remember distinctly saying, "Oh, there was only there's only four of them playing." So I want to say, yeah. So that might be one of the first things they did after he passed. Um, He was they had two guitar players. He was uh, one of them. Uh, Warren D. Martini was one. Uh, Robin Crosby was the other. So I'm wondering if that's like the first thing they did after him. Killer track. I don't know if he plays on it or not. I I don't. I don't know. but I remember, you know, seeing the video and, and he wasn't on it and uh, unfortunate passing another loss, you know. Right. Maybe that's another show we need to do. I don't know. But man, that that movie, you're right. That movie is one of my faves. Yeah. Um, may fall just out of the top five, but it's got my guys. <laughs> it's got Keanu. It's got one of my guys. It's got Patrick. And I mean, come on. Surfing. Come on, Gary Busey. Something. Don't lie. Gary Busey's your favorite. <laughs> Gary <man>. Busey. <laughs> Surfing, sun, the beach, um, adventures. Come on, come on, guys running around with their shirts off. I mean, you can't get any better than that, right? I mean, no, you can't. It's it's just one of those movies. It's a fun movie to watch. Um, love it. The soundtrack is, you know, it, it is what it is. It has uh, those two tracks you talked about, L.A. Guns uh, and Rat. And, you know, I love it. I love it. I watch it. I watch it. I, I try to watch it every other month. You know, it's part of my regimen. Every other month? Yeah, why not? Wow, okay. I'm sure you got some movies. You have back. You have go, movies you go back to all the time? Always. Well, what, what, what do you got? Always. Uh, probably the movies that I'm talking about more. <laughs> Boogie Nights, for, Days for, of the Confused, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times. Let's talk about Fast Times. Let's talk about it. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Obviously, you got the title track. Yes. Sammy Hagar. Sammy. Uh, you got, that's the, the Sean Penn. Now, you know, now regarded as one of the great actors of our time, Sean Penn, right? Playing yes. Spicoli, yeah, basically made Vans famous. Oh, did he? Uh, the checkerboard Vans. But um, man, it, it he uh, plays this stoner. He's not even like a main character in the movie. Um, you don't think he's the main character? No, no, I think he's like a side one because it's mostly um, but he's on Jennifer the, Jason but Lee. But he's on the poster. He, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't revolve around him. They're, no. The stories are about uh, six, Rat. six, seven, eight people. Yeah, yeah. You know, Damone, Rat, Stacy, the girl. So so that the, this soundtrack is killer. This soundtrack is killer. No filler. No filler. And... Um. Uh, gosh, I can't. Her name escapes me. The director uh, was it Amy Heckerling? Yes, Amy Heckerling. God, it didn't escape me. I thought that was that. I didn't want to be wrong. This is a safe space. It's okay to be wrong and get corrected. <laughs> okay, good. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently, I don't know. If she fought for a lot of these songs. I mean, uh, just I remember hearing some stuff in the past, kind of when they did uh, some sort of Ridgemont High you know, anniversary kind of thing. I think it came out in 81 or two. Uh, so this might've been uh, in, in 2012 or so. Uh, I read something about she, the studio wanted all Eagles songs in it. 
Really? There's one Eagles. And I think there, it's not Eagles, but there's one Don Henley song in there, Love Rules, but she fought for all these other songs, and thank God she did, because these songs, when I hear them, I think about the movie, Somebody's Baby, Jackson Brown, one of yes. the you know scenes in the first half of the movie, Jennifer Jason Lee's character, underage, with an older man, because Phoebe Cates wants her to, you know, yeah, you go out keep doing it it's easier and all those kind of yeah. things it's like oh man this is crazy dude <laughs> but that's when i hear that song i think about it and i don't cringe when i think about it. i'm like oh yeah man because it's such a good song and it goes so well with the movie definitely uh some of the other things i liked from there was we got the beat from the go-go's that was one of those it starts off the movie with with that and that's killer man there's just good stuff on there uh, uh oingo boingo's goodbye goodbye oh yeah that plays right at the at, at the end, right? Mm -hmm. When uh, they start saying what everybody got. Spicoli saved somebody from drowning. He yeah. spent the money <laughs> having Hi, Van Halen <laughs> to play his birthday party. Um, Love it. Uh, moving in stereo, the cars. Dude, now, we... we, we, we yeah. <laughs> this, you may that, not know the song, but you know the scene. Correct. You, you Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool. Yes. Uh, Judd Reinhold in, in the bathroom doing some nasty business and gets walked in on. Ooh, but, but that song, man, that's... That, it's a, one, it's a killer song. And, you know, I guess it's a, it's a good thing, but they have the Cars did that song, mm -hmm. uh, Love and Stereo. They have so many good songs that you rarely hear that one on the radio. Like, every once in a while you hear it. Every time I hear it, I think about that movie scene. That movie scene was for some young adolescent boys the highlight of the movie uh, apparently rumor has it that uh, old vhs when vhs were the rentals back in the 80s they had to continually replace those videos because young boys were pausing rewind slow motion rewind playing it over so that part of the tape would wear out it would be all like lines through it you couldn't watch it clearly <laughs> i even heard i mean going back to that anniversary uh, thing that i told you about before is that they, apparently they had phoebe cates was so paranoid about people it like had to be a closed set mm -hmm. it was like only the camera the director and the actors that were there they had people on rooftops making sure that nobody was on any rooftops like taking pictures or looking but I mean, when it comes to movies in, in the 80s, that's a, that's a memorable scene. The song is memorable. The scene is memorable. The movie is memorable. It's a trifecta. Um, another song from there I love is American Girl from Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. that, that was really good. You can't lose with having Tom Petty on your soundtrack. Right. Uh, that uh, play, the, that's the beginning of the movie. Where they're uh, the the thing I remember about that song is every time they have that like guitar strum at the beginning mm -hmm. is the character you don't even see who it is throwing the toilet paper <laughs> up on the school it's like ring see it going dude I don't know it's just me I'm a one of my favorite scenes from Fast Times is um, when Rat's on a date and um, Damone tells him hey if you're gonna if you're gonna get in the mood make sure you play Led Zeppelin four you know in in your car and um, Anybody knows a uh, Led Zeppelin fan that once you play Led Zeppelin 4, Cashmere is not on that album, but it's on physical graffiti. But Ratner, being uh, the geek he is, doesn't have Led Zeppelin 4. He only has physical graffiti, and he's playing it on there. That was um, a fun side note from 
the movie that I heard was purposely done uh, for that, just to make a joke and stuff. Yeah, his character was so nervous. He, <laughs> I mean, he he had no idea what he was doing. And it's kind of funny if you I watched that movie last night, and if you watch in that scene that, that you're leading off with, when he they're on their date. If you watch, they're so they just show how little they are. Like the 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 restaurant they're in oh. have these big high back <laughs> chairs. It's like this bistro kind of thing. Like it's German, you know. They're ordering knockwurst, so it's this yeah. German sausage restaurant. And you look at the adults on the table next to them, and their heads are up to the top of the chair. And then you look at them, and they're like a foot and a half, two feet from the top of the chair. It just shows, you know, just how you know their kids. They don't know what music they're listening to, you know, with, with what you're talking about with the Led Zeppelin. But man, everything on that album is is great, and in everything with that movie is great, and uh, I love it, love it, absolutely love it. Yeah, definitely good on that one. Uh, a next movie I want to bring up, just a a good fun one, um, Beverly Hills Cop. I love Beverly Hills right? Cop, dude. Eddie Murphy. I think it's the best movie he's done. Okay. Uh, even better than 48 hours? Better than 48 hours. Problem Child? Problem Child? That was John Ritter. <laughs> Problem. You mean Golden Child? Oh, sorry. Golden Child. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was the kid in, in Problem Child. <laughs> sorry. What, what a great makeup job. They couldn't even tell it was him. <laughs> Oops. Uh, wrong notes. Um, the song turn the, the, song turn the page. <laughs> turn the page. The song I'm talking about is called Axel F. Oh, yeah. Um, instrumental. But if you hear it, you know the yeah, exactly. You'll know that song once you hear it. It's from Beverly Hills Cop. Good stuff. Yeah, I remember hearing that was actually one of those rare times you heard an instrumental. Two songs I remember hearing instrumentals in that time was that one, Axel mm-hmm. F, and the Miami Vice uh, theme song. Those were like the only kind of instrumentals you really heard at that time on. And they're similar because I think they're both done by Jan Hammer, uh, if I remember correctly. But man, that song plays throughout the movie. Right. Like softer here when he's sneaking around the warehouse, when he's doing this, doing that. It's always, it's it's almost like there's always like a a little bit of background music through the whole movie. And it's always that song. which is great to them. That movie is, is hilarious to me. I mean, I think it's Eddie Murphy's best movie. Uh, I laugh. I laugh out loud whenever I watch that movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, but that opening scene, the cigarette, uh, remember he's trying to sell the cigarettes. There was another great song, the neutron dance by the pointer sisters. Oh, driving yeah. through the, the crashing and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. That song just goes great right there with that one. Another good one. Another yeah. good one. Um, and then what's the, um, there was a, uh, what's the theme song, uh, for that movie it played right with the opening credits. Um, w- was that the one that had, um, Bob Seger or was that part two? It might've been Shake part down, break down. Oh, that was number two. That was part that two. Was part two. That's a good jam yeah. right there. Yeah. I remember that one. Oh, the fir- the one from the first one was like Glenn Fry or something like that. It's Glenn Fry or Don Henley. Um, God, I can't remember the song. I should have looked it up before we did our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you can say Glenn Fry. I th- was it Glenn Fry? I don't remember. <laughs> the heat is on. It was Glenn Fry. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was Glenn Fry. Yeah, that was the name of the song. That's another grand, great one too, right there, dude. Were you just singing again? Yeah, I was singing again. <laughs> I thought you said I'm not singing anymore on this podcast. And whoa, whoa, you lied. Yeah, dude, you know, I'm always breaking the rules, breaking the law. <laughs> 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 I, I love that movie. You know, you're right. The, the songs in that movie are great. Um, when I hear them, I think about the movie. In my opinion, Eddie Murphy's greatest movie, I think it was uphill to get to that movie and then everything else was kind of i mean daddy daycare dr doolittle cringy cringy yeah coming to america that was a good one though yeah coming to america was the only it was like one a had one <laughs> and one a and uh i definitely am a fan of that one too um i know that we're uh it looks like we may have to go for a part three here all right but uh let's let's for right now let's go ahead and let's let's throw out another one each and kind of and kind of talk about them and uh well uh uh, i'm gonna go ahead and talk about one of i told you he was coming back guys i told you he was coming back we're gonna do some more tom cruise all right tommy um tommy cruise and we're gonna talk about top gun oh we're gonna talk about the danger zone Right. What a great, fun movie! I remember. I had, man. I remember when that movie came out. It was the buzz. Everybody wanted to see it. He had just done, you know. I think he'd done like Risky Business. I think he had done um, All the Right Moves. Mm. Those kind of movies. So this was like the big studio blockbuster movie that's going to come out. I had the poster in my room. Him and Kelly McGillis. She was looking hot. He was looking like a stud. <laughs> Jet fighter airplanes. Val Kilmer, Iceman. Amazing, dude. I can't say enough about the movie just by itself, but... Is this let, top five? Because you're talking about it like top five. It's top, top ten. ten. Top ten. Top ten. Right. I'm looking forward to the next one. Oh, Are I, you... Sh- really? I'm not disappointed. It's a remake. It's not a remake. It's a remake. It's a sequel. It's a remake. Anyways. <laughs> this soundtrack's killer. Danger Zone. Take my breath away. Um, the, the, one of those, I mean, it seems like every time Kenny Loggins does a soundtrack, he only never only has one song. He's got multiple songs. Oh, uh, playing with the boys, right? Probably one of the most underlying big scenes in the movie, the volleyball scene. Okay, we're rough, we're tough. We have our <laughs> shirts off. We're wearing jeans. We're sweaty. Look at us play volleyball. We got sunglasses on. We got sunglasses on. My hair on. doesn't move. We're flexing a little bit. <laughs> I mean, love it. Love it, dude. It just, it just goes with the times. But, you know, you, you had Danger Zone, like I had said, uh, playing with the boys, um, take my breath away. Uh, one of the, another one that, that, that I don't ever remember hearing it on the radio, but the, there was the guitar theme. You know, it was... Uh, played by Steve Stevens, who was Billy Idol's guitar player mm-hmm. with, with him. And uh, I think the time it plays, it plays throughout the movie. It's kind of like the one we just talked about with Beverly Hills Cop, the Axel F song. Uh, the Top Gun instrumental theme plays throughout a little bit, and you hear it, but you really hear it kind of crescendo at, when he throws Goose's dog tag, spoiler, at off the ship at the end. And, uh, you know, it kind of just goes off, and you're like, I mean, I'm not crying, but I'm like, oh, you're like, mm. You're You're crying. No tear? Tear it up. One tear. One tear. One tear. All right. I mean, anytime you see someone's best friend, you know, pass, you know, it's it's hard. It is. Uh, Meg Ryan's in that movie. 
Um, like I said, Val Kilmer, uh, Anthony Edwards plays Goose. Oh, uh, it's yeah. A, it's, uh, uh, was it Bob Skaget? Was that, was that his name? Bob Skaget that plays um, the uh, instructor, the main instructor at Top Gun. I think that's his name. Uh, and then Mike Ironside, oh. I think, was the other instructor was, yes. also. I'm just saying it off the top of my head. I'm He's thinking. Tough. He is tough. Yeah. He's too tough. <laughs> but man, that that soundtrack goes perfectly. It fits like a like a hand in a glove. It, it just it's great. I mean, Kenny Loggins, the king of soundtracks during the '80s, everything he touched. God, we want to make we want to bring this movie from here to here. Get Kenny Loggins to write a song for it, and you're gonna take right? it, you're gonna take, take it, it to a whole nother level. Um, I know you love that movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Top Gun's good. Um, I was working in the movie theater at the time and when it was released, so I got to saw it. I got to see it every once in a while. I would go in and check the kids that are making out and stuff. But then I, I got a chance to sit down and and watch it, um, you know, head to toe, and it was killer, man. I mean, loved it. You um, got the. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about before you know? One we, more. I got okay. a good one. I think. I think we can. Can we hold on? Can we? Can we squeeze it in? Yeah, they're telling us we got a couple more minutes. Go ahead. We All can right, squeeze good. it in. You know, I want to bring a movie up um, from the 70s. John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever. Come on. The Bee Gees, they ruled in the double <laughs> album in the 70s, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. I Don't tell me it's over your head. It's not over my head. I just was never a fan of that type of music. Just Sorry. I don't know what to say. I You've know seen he, the movie. I've seen the movie. You've seen the strut from Staying Alive. Seen the strut. Ah, 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 ah. And they're doing the strut, dude, with the, the paint and all that good yeah, stuff. All right, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, and you know that's John Travolta. No one struts like that. You don't even need to see his, who it is. <laughs> Shins and feet. You know who it is, right? right? You know, How Deep Is Your Love is another song from that. All right, you, you're, get, you're getting there. You're getting there with me. Uh, Night Fever. Night uh, Fever. Yeah, dude, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And More Than a Woman to do the little ballad love song romantic scene of the movie now that's one of the best selling soundtracks of all time i think so maybe the well bodyguard probably number one i think uh, but but it's right there it's right there and that was yeah that stratosphere dude that was that, great that album do you think that album could would have st stood alone on its own do you think it was that that good that it was without the movie or do you think they both needed each other to 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 go stratospheric or do you think that they both needed each other for that because you know you 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 hear the songs but then you see the scenes that they put them in and it, it, it the dancing come on staying alive doing the strut nobody does that better i mean come on people mock it today um, how deep is your love same thing night fever on the floor dancing with the the lights and the flashing and the polyester and swinging you know, of the hips and you stuff. know we talk a lot about like the 80s you know it's kind of like our 70s. That's, that's in our pocket you know that's our pocket for for music and movies but then we always say oh this encapsulated that time we said that a lot but that what you're talking about this movie and the soundtrack encapsulated a time it showed a snapshot of that time what was going on in pop culture what was going on in that time with the disco the movie the dancing all that stuff it's like it fit it was Perfect time, perfect songs, perfect movie, perfect actors. Just one of those moments that just you you look back, you're like, God, everything was perfect. Definitely, definitely. I just 
just it just didn't hit it for me. Didn't hit it for me. Um, maybe I need to go back and listen to it. You know, I see I've, the movie. You don't have to listen to the soundtrack. So just the, the movie. movie. Don't need yeah, to li- just the movie because the soundtrack's not going to do it for me. You already know me. Yeah, I have to watch a little Johnny T. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you know we're getting close up against it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to go to a to part three, I think, on this. And uh, lucky you guys. Uh, yeah, you're the gonna benefit from our long-winded conversations and uh, exactly man we we still got so much more we want to talk about and and, you know just to tease you i got some more john hughes coming up i got uh some more kenny Loggins coming up i got a movie about a guy that's european sings and has a big Oh, mouth. Footloose. <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you next episode. All right, guys. Later. <laughs>